All right, we're back with another episode of the No One Told Me Hockey podcast with my buddy over there, Chris Prodero Hockey. How you doing today? I'm doing well, Jack. How's it going? How's it going over in Utah there? It's good. I'm honestly, right now, I'm looking off into the mountains. It's actually pretty sick. I'm not going to lie. It's awesome. It's got to be sweet living out there. Yeah, I am ready for the winter, though, because I I like skiing. Like That's what I want to do out here, so that being able to ski out here is unreal. Yeah, that's so. honestly perfect place to be. <clears throat> so what have you been like, up to this week? Uh, pretty similar. Pretty simple for me, just trying to stay ready to play. Skating yep. every day, uh, maintaining in the gym, just trying to kind of be in almost full full season shape. Yeah. Um, so just getting ready at, to go. At this point in like the summer, like in terms of ma- like maintaining, like for working out, what are you doing right now? Um, more cause, so I was on a, a much, a much more kind of a heavier, longer phase phases throughout the summer for my off ice training. But now that, yeah. cause I've, I was expecting to leave and go to Europe earlier, but I'm still here. So I've mm-hmm. just been more kind of treating it as I would be as if, if I was playing somewhere, just right. pretty skating for an hour, hour and a half, uh, every day, keeping them pretty intense, mm-hmm. you know, getting the heart rate up more and then in the gym just more maintaining like i'm not really trying to pr everything and push push my heaviest and ruin myself um it's just you know it does take a toll because it does take a toll it's hard to do you can't go 100 percent in both yeah Um, exactly exactly that's more of like a earlier in the summer type workouts where you're trying to like put on some weight pr and stuff and then you kind of exactly differently to like lighter more explosive stuff towards the end of the summer for sure. Yeah, exactly. You hit it right, right in the nail there. Yep. Exactly. All right. So but then, so we're going into your season right now, right? You're about to, you could be leaving in two hours. We don't know. It could yeah. be any, any minute now. So I want to talk Seriously. to you about this. I want to talk to you yeah. about this. So going into a season, I want to talk to you about setting goals for your season. What does that look like for you? And then like, in terms of like youth hockey, junior hockey, college hockey, like, you know, what's the process of setting goals because i do think they're really important for players to have no i agree i agree with that 100 percent um before you even set your goal sometimes you got to know some players running run into um what we call identity crisis you see it a lot like when you get to the higher levels junior yeah um and then to college and stuff some guys don't know exactly okay maybe you had something that worked uh in midget or triple a or something like that but now it's a little it's different now it's a different game it's older people it's faster i ran into that exact problem i ran into that exact problem in juniors and it hurt me so bad because i was so focused on like scoring and getting Mm -hmm. assists but that really wasn't my game you know scoring's not really my game i you know i can put up points and assists but then i was trying to force those things so i had that big time and it hurt me a huge amount going into juniors in college for sure going back to that wouldn't would uh, would it have helped you if you maybe like i said identity crisis if you knew exactly exactly what kind oh, of yeah. player i need to be to be successful at this level maybe you yeah. could set your goals around that okay maybe i mm-hmm. want to go for this many block shots <laughs> this many. yeah yeah no it's true though but, like you, as long as you know like as long as you can define the type of player and realize what you're good at and you can really hone in those skills. And I think the biggest part yeah. of like the whole identity crisis thing is you lose consistency. As soon as you can't figure Hard out dude. your game, because now yeah. you're one game, you're forcing 
pucks to try to score because you haven't yeah. scored in three games. And then the yeah. next game, you know, you're playing a really solid game because, you know, you're making plays and stuff. So it, it really affects your consistency big time. 100%. 100%. 100%. Um, definitely. And, and some players, too, like they might get down if they think like, what do you mean? Like first line and all that stuff, you know, on the flank yeah. power play. That doesn't mean you can't be offensive still. Like mm-hmm. you might be a guy for me. It was actually perfect. My, my freshman year, we talked about that already getting into it. Um, but if I wasn't playing a top six role, I can't just go out and be a skill guy in the fourth line and fifth line, you know, trying to make mm-hmm. the lineup. I got to yeah. show, I got to show coach. I'm very responsible, uh, responsible defensively. And I can also create a bunch too. Mm-hmm. Um, with with the tools that I was given or that I have, you know. So if you're a guy, yep. maybe that's really fast. Focus on being really fast and not high energy on the ice, and yep. making making the other team's life hell. You know, yep. you could focus on little things like that. Okay, well, now especially you have time and space. especially yeah. if you're on like a lower line, like you're playing on the third fourth line, <laughs> you're not gonna exactly. It's a little. Di- you're not gonna get those opportunities like to be yeah. as skilled and stuff. Because you might be playing with mm-hmm. guys who aren't as skilled as you, but and you're on yep. a lower line, so those opportunities might not even be there. So if you're trying to force them, just it's just yeah. going to be a spiral effect, I think, going downhill, making mistakes, you know, turnovers, exactly. losing confidence. So it, you really have to be aware of what kind yeah. of situation you're in. Exactly. So yeah, going back to great question about the goals. Mm-hmm. I think for any any players out there listening to, um, before you set your goals, um. You gotta identify yourself as a player. Yeah. What what do you do well? What can I do to help the team in team win? Everyone could also everyone could produce everyone, and that goes from first line to fourth line. Like you still need to have some sort of t- offensive touch, um, yeah. even if you're on. Doesn't matter who you are. You still need to be able to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just about some players can do some things better than others, yeah. and you know what? You can't have a team of all just first line all-stars it usually doesn't work like that <laughs> no no it so, doesn't end well if it's like that i don't think yeah not usually yeah i think um, i think one thing to build off of that too is in terms of identifying the type of player you are talk to other people around you like talk to your teammates or talk to your coach or talk to your parents and have them ask them be like hey what do you see that i'm good at yeah right? like talk to them and you know they might be like you know you're really good in the defensive zone at keeping guys to the outside you know, start yeah. building this kind of player that you are, you know, in your head, mm-hmm. but get it because you don't necessarily see it from the view that they do. So get different opinions on it, too. And don't take it to heart if they tell you things that you might yeah. not like <laughs> want to hear or something like that. It's and, good to be, you know, be aware of that. And the things that you're not good at. Great. Let's start practicing these things. You know, yeah, right. Let's start improving in these areas. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you're not in the first line position, doesn't matter. Something no. it will get eventually. Yeah, you just got to keep working and identify what are you good at. How can I help the team yeah. win? Right, you know? right. So I totally agree. I think so. In terms of goal setting, I think for one thing, this kind of I think more for defensemen, more or less. Mm-hmm. But I think for defensemen, it's really important. At least this worked for me is to throw like goals and assists out the window. Those are gonna come. I personally think naturally, like yeah. those are gonna come with you doing the right things in the defensive zone and neutral zone, and then you're going to build that confidence. And those are just going to come like, especially for a defenseman, you're not in those scoring areas. You're more of Mm -hmm. a playmaker from the blue line type situation. So I think you help the play overall. You can help influence the play overall. And over time, uh, you're going to get pretty 
consistent results, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're doing the right things for sure. And then in terms of like goal setting for them. So if you throw that out the window, right. I think the next thing to do is make make goals for like in game that are super obtainable. So for me, like some things like I was at times I was really bad at boxing guys out towards the net. So I would like put a high emphasis on, okay, every time that a puck goes up to the point, I'm being conscious of where my guys are. I'm going to pick them up every single time. Like I'm not getting beat back to the net at all this game. Perfect. Yep. And that helps me dial in like the rest of my game, because then in the D zone, you know, I'm super aware of where my guy's at and now I'm just Mm -hmm. in better position and that just leads to better plays. So I think one thing is just making super obtainable goals and not overthinking them like, um, you know, goal wise. Yeah. That is something to ruin your confidence. Exactly. Like, yeah, you can have a little bit of that in the back of your head. I mean, for forward, for me, it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like that's great. You need to set little, little goals for yourself, small goals yeah. that are achievable. Um, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like for you, you like that. for you in, like in the D zone, I just for like mm-hmm. a D zone, like as a winger, right? Like yeah. what, what do you think like would be like an obtainable goal for you as a winger? Like you really want to focus on getting better in the D zone. Like for me, I'm, I'm always trying to be, uh, a distributor so like if that puck's on my stick i want to keep it on so I'll say my t- my team color was green mm-hmm. i want to keep that on a green player stick all right i'm yep. not giving it to the red team or whatever you know so yep. like something as simple as that and that was one thing i kind of took pride of in my game too mm-hmm. um even though i can go try and, and produce offense but in the in the d zone uh just being very um, reliable with the puck on the wall and advancing the yeah. play getting it like yeah. when it comes to you that plays advanced into the next mm-hmm. zone yeah and try and be yeah. um conscious and, and aware of those situations for sure mm-hmm. so for you as a forward do you do you set goals like in terms of points assists and all that because it is a little bit more important for you guys in terms of like production it's a yeah. little bit more like heavily influenced for forwards compared to like a defenseman I mean, for sure. Like that's always in the back of the head and there's something, there's an area where you want to be around um, stat wise for sure. Um, But then again, I can't, I can't like think too much about the getting the points itself. Like I, like we talked about, I'll go into games and just think about two or three things. Uh And then, you know what, the offense is going to come naturally. Like I remember what helped me a lot um, early on, like my second, my second game pro or third game pro. Um, I was, I was going into the game. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to come with the most, the most energy on the ice. There's not one player on the ice. That's going to match my energy. I'm going to be mm-hmm. the best player on both teams at really elevating the play and just trying to get tons of energy going. So I, I started with that and I just knew I was just going <laughs> to just kind of be a prick. All yeah. right. So I just, yeah, yeah. uh, and then like my third shift, I scored like the best goal of my career. Yeah. Just. I wasn't thinking about anything. I was just in the moment and I just, yeah. and I really wanted it. You know, you have to yeah. kind of, you have to want it too. There's a difference between wanting it and feeling like you have to have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, when I you totally want agree. it, I think it comes a lot easier. You just, you're living and playing in the moment a lot more. Yeah. Than I think you're like, thinking of, I have, you're, you're thinking of the future now, like, okay, I have to make this play or, you know what I mean? Right. 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 Um, and I think that's where like you start to like force plays almost is like, okay, I have to score mm-hmm. this game or else like, you know, I, I'm not going to be on pace for what I want to do. And now you're starting mm-hmm. putting yourself in bad spots or like yep. trying to do too much out there, trying to make this yeah. crazy pass, like seam pass that isn't there, but 
mm-hmm. you're you're forcing it so much because you're just like overthinking it and trying to make these things happen out of nothing. No, hundred percent. That's that's like one big thing too. You see a lot with mm-hmm. hockey players is you know the the confidence level and then like overthinking it when things aren't going there right going their way definitely a roller coaster (laughs) yeah it can definitely be a roller coaster at times for sure you can try and not make it a roller coaster i think it's you'll 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 thank yourself for that mentally and you'll you'll be playing better too most yeah you'll definitely have a good career if you can just stay Mm -hmm. even keel you can can, as long as you got the skill you'd be in a good spot for sure Mm -hmm. and just trust yourself too you need yeah. to trust yourself and trust your game. I agree. Tr- like having that confidence, trust in yourself that you're going to go mm-hmm. out there and like mm-hmm. make the right plays is like we yeah. said last week, like 90, 95% of the battle. Yeah. You yeah. I mean? Seriously. Yeah. More. Yeah. Big the skill time. will fall in place for sure. So I want to yep. talk to you about this in terms of um, kind of skill, like we were just talking about. So obviously for like youth players, it's way different than like junior college pro because they have set ice times. And, you know, you have your hour, hour 15, whatever it may be, and then they have to get right off the ice. So it makes it really tough for kids to focus on skill development during their season of like their youth hockey season. So like what is what are some ways that you think that players can work on their skills? um, Youth players can work on their skills um, inside of practice or outside of practice. Like what do you what do you think? Yeah, I know that's kind of tough. Um, it's really tough. Obviously, you know when you're it, you have the luxury when you're playing pro or college junior that okay, maybe we have thirty minutes extra of ice an hour. We can stay out and get mm-hmm. extra work in, which is great. Like if you're one of those players, hundred percent take advantage of that extra ice before practice or Agreed. after practice. When I started doing that, like I said, when I started developing uh, the pro Darrow brand, and that that was like the foundation of it was staying before mm-hmm. and after practice, and and I have one hundred percent um felt felt better in the games as so if i was doing it all week that game that weekend i would feel better whereas <clears throat> some weeks we didn't have the opportunity um and then i maybe i wasn't as sharp that weekend in the games yeah so i'll add one thing they, to that like in terms of juniors um and college and stuff in terms of skill development going on before or after i personally like going on before one because i'm not tired and two it allows me to get my touches and like feet under me and then by the time i hit practice i'm already like 20 25 minutes into skating shooting like i'm already dialed in then i'm ready to go for uh, sure. yeah. but it's not obviously not always available but it is nice to get it in beforehand if you can 100 percent, I, I can agree with you on there one thing <laughs> you know maybe maybe the, yeah. you don't have the luxury your team doesn't have the luxury of, of zamming the ice before so yeah <laughs> you might be Tear taking some bickering from your teammates but who gives who cares at the end of the yeah. day hard cutbacks like, like hard cutbacks exactly. right? <laughs> all over the ice really carve that ice up yeah. <laughs> definitely I've, I've definitely heard that a few times from my teammates like every time yeah. oh no dodes don't be going out come on yeah. that's what, whatever yeah. though yeah yeah, that's but no, okay, yeah, so it is back to the question. Yeah, yeah, going back for youth players though, if you don't have mm-hmm. the the luxury of staying after or before, um, and we've I've even had I've run into that sometimes in college. Maybe we didn't have extra ice, we had to get off. So one, yeah, some, some things I'm thinking of, put yourself in game situations during drills. If it's a flow drill where you're skating all the way down, getting a touch pass, and now you're skating all the way up the ice with the puck coast to coast kind of mm-hmm. put yourself in some situations. Maybe you can work on uh, some sort of, some sort of move you've been working on or some sort of deception, play with your mm-hmm. head up, uh, work some, yeah. you know, you need to find ways to put yourself in game situations. Then when you're shooting, 
focus pick give one or two shots to yourself to really focus on maybe you're focusing on a certain mechanic maybe you're practicing your toe drag release <laughs> you know <laughs> maybe your punch shot but yeah put put emphasis on that stuff don't just go through the drill like every other player would do that's mm-hmm. probably in the back of the line uh you know yeah. just go up and down the ice take your flip shot go back in the line talk to your friends mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you no know? i totally agree i think it's... i think honestly in every drill that you do in a practice you can find something to work on mm-hmm. like whether it be like your skating um i know for d especially like every drill you can like for me i'm bit, like big on skating so like every draw I could find like certain little things that I'm doing with my footwork and stuff that I'm working on, whether it be like crossover C cuts, like transitions, like there's so many different things that you can work on in a drill. I think it's important. Like if you can just find like one or two things in each drill to focus on, like you're working on your skills. You might not like, because you're not doing like, you know, the, the skill work of like touches under cones and all that, it might not feel like skill work, but you really are working on your skills. 100% 100% you're getting extra work in and honestly like mentally it just helps dot you're you're yeah. you're helping yourself mentally because now you're mm-hmm. you're more used to being engaged and focused yep. and dialed in so I think yeah. both ways it's definitely yeah. it's, it's better than just going through the motions of a flow drill you know mm-hmm. we've all seen it we've all done it before and now it's like okay there's definitely there's better things that we can do yeah Inten- add, I think you gotta things. be in t- intentional like the exactly. like, like you said be intentional with like every every drill try to focus on some things and do it with intention and you're gonna find yourself like playing pretty good hockey if you're you know having good practices and then that's gonna lead right into games so I think 100%. intentional drills is, is really good for players 100 percent 100 percent everything put yourself in a game shoulder check when you're looking yeah. and you're doing you know what I mean who cares like mm-hmm. you're going to get a puck who cares if it's a flow drill and you know no one's coming maybe just throw that in there throw extra shoulder mm-hmm. checks little things footwork there's a lot of stuff you can do right take the, the skills biggest, yeah the the biggest one I want to say is passing that is the 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 best skill that any player can have like if you go from so level that, to level the passing just gets better and better and the amount of times that kids just throw lazy passes in practice and stuff, it drives me nuts. If you focus on your passing, that can take you so much further in hockey than you even realize. That's it's so crazy. true. It's so true. Yeah, hundred percent. Every level you get to, the the passing is better. It's just yeah, they're snapping the puck, snap, snap, mm-hmm. snap. Everything. It's it's you know it's on off the tape, and it, and they're pretty hard passes too. Yeah. Right. Because you get to right. the higher level, you're lazy with the pass. Okay, that's going to be in the back of your net. <laughs> you better yeah, make really, sure. <laughs> real quick. Yeah. yeah. You better real make quick. sure. But yeah, like mm-hmm. seriously, go out there and like bring energy. Energy is honestly a big one too. Mm-hmm. And practice. Bring extra Call for energy. pucks. Call like, for yeah. pucks. Yeah. Call for Talk. Pucks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? It helps you get dialed too. Honestly, like calling for pucks and stuff, like you get dialed in when you're calling for pucks. Exactly. Uh, you, intent it just helps you focus yeah intense the there team you go going, again your team yeah. is going to be better for it 100 yeah. percent. if you can be that guy in practice bring the energy it's going to mm-hmm. spread and yeah for sure 100%. i agree really um do. the other thing i want to add on like in terms of like working on your skills obviously during the season like for youth hockey players you have school you have practice who knows you might be playing another sport and stuff so if you if you do feel like you want to get that extra work in um even though you might be busy but if you have the drive there's always sticking pucks that you can go to as well you can work on your skills there pull some drills off prodero hockey instagram page and there you go you got an extra and you don't have to be out there for an hour hour and a half you could go out there for 30 you know 30 minutes 
work on a couple drills, work on your skating and then get off. Exactly. You don't need to, you don't need to be out there for an hour, hour 30, like bagging yourself, you know, just, just get out there. If you want to get extra touches in and stuff, I think that's also huge. Um, but you are busy, so you don't want to burn yourself out at the same time. Yeah. Agree with that. I think honestly though, <clears throat> because I'm thinking to when I was playing triple A, we practice two, three times a week, maybe, you know? Yeah. And if you do have that extra day, why not use it? Because when you get to the next level, you're practicing every single day. So yeah. I think if you're a minor league player and you're in your days that you don't have practice, I would still be looking to get extra work in 100%, mm-hmm. whether it's sticking pucks. Or um, at home, whatever, you know, yeah. you could at home as well. Yeah, for sure. Maybe you're at the rink. There's maybe there's a shooting facility there. There's mm-hmm. some synthetic ice. Like I wouldn't not try to get better on my off days you know what i mean yeah if especially just where we talked about the skill development where it's going um it's kind of non-stop with it you have to be consistent with it if two two days of practice a week isn't gonna necessarily cut it yeah Um, yeah especially these days it's pretty crazy it's yeah yeah, it's not because the next kid i guarantee you he's getting extra reps in somewhere Uh they're doing something yeah so take advantage of those off days during the year if you're only practicing twice a week with your team, trying mm-hmm. to go to a stick and puck once or twice. Yeah. Take a few drills off Prodero. Yep. Go on the Instagram page. Got hundreds of drills up there. Right. And and when you're exactly. doing this stuff too, like when I'm doing my in season extra skill training, I'm not usually killing myself. We talked about it. You're it's it's more high focus mm-hmm. um and more functional work. So it's not like you don't have to murder yourself, just like you're talking about. Yeah, I think that's important. Like, to, you know, you don't want to like overdo it where like you're exhausting yourself for the in these extra skill sessions. Like, you mm-hmm. you know, like you just said, be intentional, do like be really focused on like certain skills, not necessarily like doing 100 reps of this drill mm-hmm. that's going to bag you, you know, just be intentional about it for sure. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then that. The other question that I want to talk to you about, because I think this is a, a big kind of like misconception and anything really is about making mistakes in practice. And what are your thoughts on it? Making mistakes. Yeah, you can't really be afraid to make mistakes in practice. Again, if you're one of those guys, maybe you find yourself, um, your confidence is down a little bit. You just, I think that's, it's completely okay to make mistakes in practice. And that's, it's better to make the mistake there than in the game. 100%. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it. Yeah. It's, I know it's a little different sometimes if you're fighting for a line for a spot in the lineup, sometimes, you know, you get shaky a little bit, maybe yeah. you're a little nervous. Um, but still, I think, I think 100% making mistakes in practice are fine. And we mm-hmm. talked about, there's a difference between making mistakes and like you said, being sloppy. Yeah. Right. And something like that. You know, there's, yeah. there's definitely a difference. If you want to touch on that. Yeah, I think like, right. So like, even if you're battling for a lineup spot, you know, and you're, um, you're say like, whatever, if you're playing juniors or whatever, you're on the borderline of being scratched, not being scratched. Mm-hmm. So you're like in and out of the lineup. There's definitely differences between like coming out there, putting an effort and like making mistake versus, you know, being lazy, being sloppy with your passes and, you know, not back checking hard, like just not putting in that effort. Like coaches can see the difference between you putting in effort and making a mistake versus you being lazy and uh, messing up a play. Like there's a big difference between that. So I think is go ahead. Yeah, I I agree big time. And I'm going to touch on it again. Like if you are one of those players, like you might find yourself fighting just to make the lineup. 
you you still can't be afraid to make a mistake because all it mm-hmm. takes for you is to make one big play, and then now you've yeah. got the coach going, oh oh shit, this kid can play, you know. Yeah, and that's exactly. honestly like kind of how I worked worked my way out of that, you know that uh, <clears throat> the lineup situation was. I was mm-hmm. at one point I kind of just said screw it, didn't didn't uh, care about making mistakes it was just more living in the moment trusting myself and Mm -hmm. and trying to be confident and well you can if you make a couple big plays in practice like that then you're going to get the coach's attention and say okay yeah and you're not being sloppy and lazy Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i think honestly i think most of the mistakes come is when you're being lazy you know usually if you you know if you're putting in the work and you're dialed in like those mistakes aren't going to happen as often as if you're not not focused you're lazy like that's when more mistakes happen so i do think there's a big difference between those two um and understanding that as a player like if you if you're putting in the effort you're dialed coaches will see that and i think you'll be in a good spot to position yourself over other players in the long run you know it's not going to happen overnight where you know you put in a hard practice one day and you're going to be yeah (laughs) back in the lineup like it has to be a consistent thing too that's the big thing about it too about mistakes is like okay yeah you can make you know if you make a mistake here there like it's fine but if you're making these mistakes over and over and over and they're like the same mistakes over and over again and coaches can see that you're making them not putting in the effort that's when it starts to stack up yeah that's when it's a problem there when they're the Mm -hmm. same mistakes over and over and over and you're not doing other shit to make up for it too Mm -hmm. yeah i totally agree so i I think as long as you put in put in the effort and mm -hmm. make make in quotes good mistakes um i think you're in a good spot to um put yourself in a good spot to be in the lineup and stuff like that oh you muted yourself you muted yourself. It's probably on the mic. You got me now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't okay. know that was... Yeah. I didn't know. New mic. All right, so I'll, I want to go back to this. So we kind of talked about um, working, like you're going into your season right now, right? Like in your yeah. state, you know, in terms of working out, like during mm-hmm. a season, what do you think, like how do you feel about or like what's your process to staying in shape during the season? Um, I think you need to stay intact with the gym for sure. Mm -hmm. Like I noticed last season, for example, um, there was, it was a phase where I hadn't been, I stopped lifting for a little bit. And then I was honestly, I started to feel it a little bit in on the ice. I just didn't feel as strong. Like maybe I thought more rest would be beneficial. Uh, Mm -hmm. but then I remember I started lifting a little bit more. Like I'm not doing crazy, what crazy, you know, four by twelves and, a lot of supersets and crazy stuff like that. It was just more being more simple, kind of more back to the basics. Yeah. Um, just kind of touching, you know, not, I'm not murdering myself. I'm not going hundred percent of, of my weight, you know, maybe 75% of my max um, or less even just as long as you're doing something, try and touch all the areas. Um, plyometrics, I think are good too, to mix in with it. Cause they're not going to kill you too much, but it'll keep your fast twitches going too. Yeah. So you still have that spring. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they, they do look a lot different than, than the summer. Yeah, I totally this agree. Is- and I think, uh, one thing that, that helps too during the year is like your diet. Like if you can, if you can have a good diet, it's going to help you just as much as, you know, in the gym, like those two are equally as important. You're going to feel a lot better going out on the ice. If you eating clean and stuff like that versus 
you know mcdonald's every day or whatnot. yeah or For not sure. even no, or not eating yeah. at all i know a lot of guys that just don't yeah. eat at all just like skit mm-hmm. you know <laughs> little pigeons yeah <laughs> seriously <laughs> just not yeah i'm not hungry whatever but then you're just gonna go burn uh, you know you're gonna go practice for an hour burn a bunch of now you're gonna start burning muscle because you didn't eat before yeah yeah you know but definitely yeah. having the right enough eating enough food and the right food for sure yeah i totally agree i think like for me like one thing that i really like i think yeah like for you like you got to lighten the weight and i like to be trying to focus on just being more explosive and then really focus on like mobility because like yeah. your hip like when, when you're skating that much your hip gets super tight your back tight tightens up a lot um, I know like, <laughs> guys have shoulder problems and stuff. Yeah. So like the more you can stay mobile and focus on plyometric mobility, like the better spot you're going to be in throughout the whole year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I touch on that for sure. That's, that's basically the other, the three things that, um, and I really started doing it last season more was getting more mobility in cause mm-hmm. you know, I'm getting a little older every year and now <laughs> yeah. and I'm playing more games than I was used to. And now shit, my yeah. back's hurting me a lot. Well then, maybe your hips are really tight and if you can try and keep that consistent too mm-hmm. uh it'll definitely definitely help you during the year yeah for sure I, it, it's, it's not a fun up. one to do it's not fun to do no. it's it's boring but it, it yeah. uh it's honest work it pays, it's good it pays work. the dividends yeah. for sure yeah it pays the definitely bills pays that's off. for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a job <laughs> oh, all right, Can't well, that, like that's job, all though. I have for uh, you in terms of questions this week. A little short episode here, quick hitters, but some good knowledge. Um, I think we covered a lot of good topics, like useful topics for, you know, any any age level, really. So thanks for oh, hopping yeah, for on sure. with me today, Prodero, Chris. Appreciate it. Yes, sir, Jack. Thank you. All right, I'll talk to you later. Episode number 26 of the No One Told Me Hockey podcast. Let's go. See ya. <laughs> See ya.